gotta love the ebay game back in back in the mix you know just interacting with like weird weird people via like a very sketchy uh interface <laughs> it's like that they haven't improved the interface on ebay at all it is the exact no. same it has not evolved in 20 years what we do here is go back 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is Mildly Legitimate Conversation Amongst Friends and Lovers. We talk about college football. We talk about lifestyle. We talk about it all. You can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. Sorry. Uh, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com is the email address. And you can get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Google Pod Center, Stitcher, all over the internet. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Wheel Route Podcast. And the DMs, as per usual, wide open. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at LogonTheDawn. I'm coming to you guys from sunny Stewart, Florida, where we need some rain, guys. It hasn't rained in a while. And um, I need a nice soaking rain. The dog has been having some some loose stool issues, and I really need a nice rinse out of the yard. Um, we're having some – it's tough around here. Tough around here right now. It's hot and dry, and there's a lot of cow pies in the backyard right now. So that's what I'm dealing with. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Schenk. I am in Henrico, Virginia Henri- this evening. Ah, Henrico. Uh, yeah, Henrico, Henrico. I am on Twitter.com, at Schenk Jordan. Uh, Logan, thoughts and prayers to your yard, yeah. first of all. Been working uh, hard on it, too, so, you know, it's okay. Yeah. My, my return to the Commonwealth, it looks pretty green out here, which is good. Good. Uh, I drove through some torrential showers last night from Dulles to Harrisonburg. Um, a lot of a lot of cautious drivers on 81 in the rain, but I I sliced right through them mm. safely but efficiently. So comforting. I'm, yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> You're ready for South Florida. If you ever want to move to South Florida, you got it locked in. There's there is no no slowing down in the rain here. It is you know just just hammer it hammer it down. We're all just pay more attention. That's all you got to do. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Embrace the hydroplane. <laughs> yeah. My name is Jason Kreck. I am still in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia, um, where yeah we've gotten we've gotten some good rain. It's uh, I believe. I didn't see an official announcement that we were out of drought conditions, but I believe we are. Um, wow, it's caught up fast. I think so. It, I, it came down. We caught the we caught the bands that hurricane over the weekend and the bands that made you dance. Bands, 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 and um, yeah, that helped. And and yeah, we've had some. It, we've had a couple like like middle of the night storms, which has been fun. It's always fun to like wake up in the middle of the night and you're just like, what what the hell is that sound? And then you're like, oh, okay. And then it's really soothing. But for like three seconds, you have no idea what's happening to your house. Um, Correct. So yeah, it's, it's been good. Things are more green. Uh, I believe they can get greener. But uh, yeah, things are pretty burnt out there for a bit. So glad, thankful awesome. to be turning in this direction. The listeners are thrilled for all three of us. I That's can right. tell. Um, <clears throat> Jordan, what brings you to Henrico? Uh, I've got another flight to catch. Uh, hmm. This one is tomorrow afternoon, Richmond to LaGuardia. We are celebrating the marriage of young Trevor Shank to ah. his uh, fiance in New York City this weekend. So, awesome. Maybe some lifestyle updates on the Sunday. Can't Sunday wait. Night. It's yeah. a uh, it's just a it's a pretty formal affair. You're gonna be suited and booted. Pretty formal. Going to be suited and booted on multiple evenings. Oh, um, double suited boot. I've oh, already man. heard rumors about a dress code at the venue where we are staying. Um, Love it. My brother Yeesh. and I, the brother who is not getting married, Evan, who showed up in the uh, yes, the background. Of Laundry the camera, boy. Yeah. We uh, we are already <laughs> concerned we might not be allowed in the lobby tomorrow when we get off the plane. Mm. Um, but we'll keep you posted. Okay. Well, please keep me posted on that. There's been rumors about a back service elevator that we will have access to. Um, Jeez. So I love this. It sounds like you need to go like '70s businessman and wear the suits on the plane tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, well, if I'm not allowed to smoke, I'm not going to dress up on this. I get it. (laughs) 
We've we've often said this. We've often said this. You will These not catch me in slacks in this pressurized tube if I cannot burn one. <laughs> Unbelievable. <clears throat> All right. Okay, very good. Um, what are Look you forward to the full breakdown on Sunday. This sounds fascinating. Yeah. Jordan, I see uh, you have a frosty beautiful white can of Miller Lite over there. Is that all you're working on Yeah, tonight? that's right. Uh, Vacation Jordan, still in full effect. So <laughs> Miller Lights. Love tonight. that. Love that. Jason, what do we got? Uh, I am on the uh, last stages of fighting off his illness, so I have okay. remained an H2O boy, but see, see look forward fact. to cracking one over the weekend. Guys, I'm cracking one tonight. hey <laughs> It is still skinny boy season, but we, we plan accordingly tonight, today. Uh, this is a Blue Point Brewing Imperial Sunshine, something golden ale or something like that. Um, tangy, punchy. Enjoy the trip. It is a Blondale, sorry, with orange and natural cool. flavors. It's really good, uh, but it's coming in at 9.6% ABV, though. So, Muscle talk. Yeah. <laughs> Season's greetings. Am I right? Yeah. It must be Tennessee week. Is that <laughs> there? You go. Is that a uh, Florida brewery or? You know, that's a good question. I can only assume that it is. No, no, it's not. No. Pachogue, Pachogue, New York, and Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Oh. Pachogue. Yeah. Pachogu? Some of our Northeast listeners yeah. could uh, <laughs> check in. send an email. Call the, call the switchboard. We'll, we'll put you on the show. Is Daniel mm-hmm. Bolt out there if you are? <laughs> Just know that I'm sorry. All right. Uh, excellent. Well, happy to be back boozing with you guys on a weeknight. This is really where we shine. Uh, let's get right into it. Kind of a stinky week. The board, the board is not very clear this week. Uh, you know, Jordan, you said you made you you make no apologies, and I appreciate your forthrightness there. So, thank you it's for dark. selecting You're some. Welcome. We we we're get we're in for it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the uh, third person that gets to go on the analysis of some of these games because it's gonna be it's gonna be bleak uh we got our legs back under us last week just to run full force into this horror show absolutely um i don't really think there's much of an update on the mel tucker situation he remains suspended we have some more salacious details we have statements being released uh this seems like not a good situation i don't think mel tucker is going to coach another game at michigan state um I'm sure this is all posturing to try to get some or all of the buyout. Did you know that if he is not fired with cause, he is owed more money than Jimbo Fisher? Yeah. Wow. It's like the biggest guaranteed contract in the country. That's crazy. Because Jimbo Fisher has a legendary guarantee. But uh, (laughs) Also, also might get called into question at some point this year. Got to look out for some some Jezebel spirits uh, in the in the in, in the Fisher residence. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, good. Wouldn't put it past wouldn't put it past the oil guys. I've often said this. All right. <laughs> Speaking of not putting it past the oil guys, Jason is back. He's firing live bullets on the That's apps right. these days. Jason, um, you uh, graciously have offered. Uh, to, to yeah. <clears throat> what are we doing here? Explain to what we're doing. our next golf trip. Yeah, I think that right. was the text. Yeah, so, so uh, no free ads, uh, but I am excited to be back, able to wager on some exciting sports events and rage about them. Craft Mings is three percent more than I used to. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, as as uh, as a new uh, customer of some of these apps, I get some free bonus bets to throw around and i have decided that certainly one of these bonus bets needs to be a wheel route consensus futures college football pick um just to give us all some skin in the game um and yeah i wanted us to to pick you know it it can be it can be we found somebody has some great odds on a national title run i've already made uh, one or two of those um it can be do you want to publicly put that into the record i do not and (laughs) Not yet, but I will brag about them later. Um, okay. Will you also when, fess up when they're dead? Yeah, we'll yes. see. They were. Will you okay. fess yeah. up when as, when, as when each, Georgia hangs like eighty points on some team in the national championship game? Will you fess up? Will yes. you apologize? I've made I've made uh, I've made six total bets with these uh, bonus bets, and as each one comes off the board, I will inform the public what each one was. Okay. 
We're just going to do an emergency podcast on a Thursday night <laughs> where Jason says, Somebody I have goes down and like, okay, we need to talk about this. Here's why I did. My Oklahoma State uh, to win the Big 12 future mm-hmm. is officially dead. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, anyways, this is saddest time of futures. Just random Big Twelve, like week three. Well, listen, listen, but no, that's so. That's what I'm saying. Like, I am looking for these bullets to be cast uh, at something with uh, long odds that shouldn't be as long as they are. Hmm. Okay, that's what so we're looking for. Have you here. identified any juicy kind of options? Game, yeah, 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 yeah. We're trying to make some some quiche here for for Keith Creech. So, yeah. have you identified any options? Uh, not beyond the ones that I have already uh, placed stakes upon. Oh, okay. So you just don't you just this is an idea. I just threw this to the crowd. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um. Well, Jordan t- knows what's going on here. Uh, what do you like, Jordan? You in on anything? Um. Well, this year is interesting because I didn't actually place any season long futures. Mm. Uh, mm. I went. I went pretty aggressively at some win totals last year. I think I shook out about even or a little profitable. Um, from what I'm seeing, though, there's not a ton of win futures left, given that we are yeah. two weeks into the season. Uh, a quick scan of some of these conference title odds. Probably not going to get a ton of value on those either. Nope. Um, Do we need to jump to the NFL? What to the Jets? What are the Jets' win total over? Do we want to take the over on the Jets' win total? Because that's of... interesting. Because you could be looking at them acquiring, say, a Carson Wentz or <laughs> or a Kirk Cousins. Um, Kirk Cousins. Has that been floated? Did you watch Chris Long's refrigerator video? I did not. No. That night, that's probably worth oh, okay. a watch. Uh, he lobbied for the Jets to go get somebody. Okay. Like, I mean, you would think that that was sort of what they did already, and that really blew up in their face pretty bad. I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers, but the content was the content was flowing, you know. Um, let's see. We're now the Jets are eight and a half. You can still get the Cowboys to win the NFC at plus 500. I tell you, that's tempting. Maybe, maybe that's not long enough for you, Heyo. But um... <laughs> um, I'm less concerned about that and more concerned with having to root for the Cowboys all season. <laughs> well, see, you could play this off as an emotional hedge, Jason. Oof, fair point. Do you a commie? Are you, are you a commies guy? Hardcore commies guy? No, just really. Just not rooting for the Cowboys. But. I kind of that's kind of how I approach my NFL fandoms too. Yeah. There's definite teams I'm not into, and nobody that I'm like that that into. Yeah. You know. Um, what do we, we want to? Yeah, Super Bowls aren't that fun. Do we want to sit on this and and maybe we can maybe have we'll an revisit, update? We'll revisit on Sunday. We welcome I welcome uh, crowd input. If there somebody finds some good odds, shoot us a DM. Shoot us an email. Um, things of that nature. Yeah, things of that nature. Just right. This is open to the universe. Let's revisit. Okay. Cool. All right. If we'll anybody's do that. got any inside information on academic scandals <laughs> that haven't been released yet, the, you know, the DMs are in Athens, Athens, Georgia. That would be great. To betting on fixed games, if you know of any of those, you take a season-long, like you know, uh, Jason. I know we we love pickleball. Maybe there's some uh, pro pickleball Ooh. futures we could get in on. Yeah, find out at this point. Who, the, who the dynasties are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Table okay. tennis is actually a really big market. It is uh, volume-wise in Colorado, especially. Indeed, that's crazy in Colorado. I see it. I see it on the live part of the uh, of the app often. <laughs> Um, all right, before we get into the, the week that is ahead of us, I, I have some uh, apologies and corrections to issue from last week. Um, friend of the show, Connor Whitehouse, lives in Stanton. He does not live in Waynesboro. He wanted that to be corrected live on air on sure. the record. Terrible, terrible mistake. Oh, totally understandable and a terrible <laughs> mistake by me. Um, his wife is from Waynesboro. Okay, all right. Uh, we will move on. Uh, my, my mom drives a Toyota Venza. That was the vehicle, the, Venza. the, the name I was looking for. Pacifica, Venza, Birds I guessed of, Avalon, Birds of a, that's got a V in it. 
Sure. I think the Avalon is just the the well-appointed Camry. Okay. Mm. So I'm pretty sure it's almost the same as the Camry, but it's like a little schmancier on the inside. More like verging on Lexus Toyota. Uh, it's like the JV Lexus. I don't even know if they make the Avalon anymore, to be honest. Okay. They might just roll everything into the Lexus line. Anyhow, <laughs> lest we break down the Toyota vehicle uh, line again, uh, let's get into kind of a gross week of games. Um, could I interest you guys in a little bit of Louisiana State at Mississippi State? Mississippi State, fresh, fresh off of um, needing uh, barely surviving Arizona with – Arizona, I believe, had five turnovers in the game. Um, Mississippi State is really seems to be trying hard not to be Mike Leach, Mississippi State, which is a, a choice. I mean, I, I get it in some ways, but I think uh, Will Rogers has thrown the ball like 30 total times this season, and he would be slinging that thing like 80 times a game for Mike. So <laughs> He threw the ball 610 times last year. Yeah. And has thrown it 46 in two games. There you so, go. <laughs> so, they, we're, slightly we're, fewer. We're not on pace. We're not on pace. Um, LSU, five seemed a little weird in the second half of that Florida State game. Um, we're already getting some kind of grumbly red face. Uh, Coach Kelly, I don't know. We should keep an eye on LSU. Things things yeah. could get a little, could, could get a little weird. Could get the, uh, the wagering numbers here are a little surprising to me. The line's a little closer than I thought it would be. Hmm. So LSU favored by nine and a half. They are minus three seventy-five on the money line. It is an away game for LSU, but I, I think, was expecting a little more. I think I kind of joked about LSU, but I, I I think there is a situation in which the LSU we saw last year is a little bit like uh, that random Jim McElwain Florida team that won the East and like beat Georgia and you know scared Alabama in the Swabs SEC championship game and just sort of like made it to the SEC championship game and everybody kind of thought they were okay and and they were good or on the right path and maybe it was a we papered over some holes with some transfers and we hit we caught things at exactly the right time I mean I don't want to say exactly the right time but they certainly caught it at the right time to play Bama um you know the past couple of years so anyhow just a just an interesting thought exercise I'm not asking I'm not telling you how to think I'm asking you if you'd like to you know, one of those, Why as I always do. Um, okay, we'll keep an eye on that one. We'll keep it moving. Wake makes the travel to Norfolk to play ODU. I don't know. She might check in on this one. Wake Forest seems like they're not missing Sam Hartman that much, which is curious. Yeah. I don't know that they've played anyone of rigor or quality mm. at this point. Yeah. yeah. They, they ran it up on Vandy last week, I think. Um, well, they only beat them by sixteen, and they were in Winston Salem, so not exactly a hat hanging victory. And they only beat Elon by twenty the week before. Listen, so. all I've heard all week long was that Texas just absolutely waxed Alabama, and they won that game by ten. So you know, I'm uh, people. People are getting a little creative with the two digit score line, sixteen points. Well, we shouldn't encourage that, Logan. Right. Um, Wake Forest still is doing the the slow mesh play. In case you guys are wondering, shocker. Um, all right, Bama making the trip to South Florida to Tampa to play the Bulls. Um, South Florida seems down to do this. I think they had they had they hosted Florida a couple years ago. That was like the Anthony Richardson coming out party game that he ran all over the place and then pulled his hamstring. Um, but uh, is Tampa like a huge recruiting place, or is this just yes, everybody? Yes, okay, that's what yes, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of um, I mean, IMGs outside of Tampa. Um, like Armwood High School is near Tampa. That's like long been a a, a Florida stronghold. But uh, there's a lot of really, I mean, there's a lot of people who live there. But there's a lot of good high school football in Tampa. Uh, the most notable thing about I I will say back to back Power Five teams going to group of five teams in recruiting hotbeds. Everybody always gets mad that ODU hosts all these home games and JMU can't get Power Five schools to come to them. Must be Jeff Bourne's fault. I'm just like you don't have any idea how anything works. Right. Right. Um, the most notable thing about this game that I know is that uh, Alabama had Gator cooked in their locker room this week. Hmm. And somebody was like, oh, it's because they're playing USF. And everybody was like, that's not how it is. <laughs> that's not how that works. Yeah. That I think they would have right. preferred bowl, I'm just going to say. 
<laughs> um, whatever it takes for yeah. you know Alabama to get things right. So keep an eye on Jalen Milrose development. Um, yeah. he's, he's be an interesting seems week. to be exceedingly raw still. Um, I'm a little surprised that he looks kind of very much the same as he looked last year when we saw him in like sort of yeah. extended relief duty. Um, but the offensive line also does not appear to be very good, which is not like Bama. More concerning. So that is yeah. probably more concerning. They are very big, though. Very, very large. Very big. Big might boys. Be, might be a little puffy. Um, USF has a horrific pass defense, so there's a very real chance that we don't learn anything about him this week because he'll just yeah, well, throw beautiful deep balls over the top of them. But, yeah, we'd like to see him develop a 15-yard game. That sounds well like what Alabama needs. For sure. All right. VPI makes the trip to Piscataway. They're taking on Rutgers. Um, what a game. Yeah. I just want to put this on here because it's really emblematic. It's really emblematic of the week that we have here. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't remember. I think I think the over-under might have gone down. What did I say it was earlier in the week? It opened at 40. Just a, a, is, bad, a bad color matchup in this game, too. It's just not going to be down to 39.5. So, yes. Mm. <laughs> Non-Iowa sub Roof 40. <laughs> sub 40. It's minus seven, so I think this game's going to be like 23-16, which, I mean, if you get a chance to see that at the State University of Jersey. Frank Beamer, 0 Yeah, absolutely. And Jason, the Dukes. The Dukes. They're making the, they're making the travel to Troy, Alabama, to take on the Trojans. I went to a summer camp at uh, when it was called Troy State University. I went to a summer nice. camp there one time. When I lived in Alabama, that's fun. Well, boy, Michael Kusar and I went. Just a couple of dudes, guys being dudes, guys learning about dudes. the Bible and such. Was this um, overnight power camp? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was like a stay at the college and eat in the okay. cafeteria and do activities camp. Inspire you to get excited for college type thing. Yeah. Yeah, as a um, second grader <laughs> at seven, at eight years hey, old. you got to plant seeds early. <laughs> JMU fans are furious that the Dukes are, I think, now three-point underdogs. Wow. Um, you would have thought they... They saw UVA pass it all over them last week, and, and Vegas yeah. is, is, is laying the hammer on them. Listen, I think it's a... Troy's a, Troy's a very, <laughs> Troy's a very good team. I, this is a good line, yeah. I think. I, I would not know who to pick here. Um and I think it's supposed to be rainy at game time. Um, Troy has Sick. one of the best running backs in the Sun Belt. Uh, Jamie has an outstanding run defense. I think it's going to be a very good game. We might lose. Yeah, yeah. Jamie's defense had some punch. They're 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 pretty salty. I enjoyed yeah, watching the, um, the front, the, the run defense particularly in Jamie's defense gets What's after the, the gentleman's name. The edge guy is it Jalen Green? Some sort of Jaylen a Jaden Green Jaylen on the edge. James Carpenter in the middle. He's the one that knocked down the pass on the last series. Um, yeah, really, really good defensive lineman for the Dukes. So a very, very good and cool matchup. This is on the NFL Network. Sweet. Oh, yeah. 7 p.m. Where football lives. Where football lives. Um, Houston got rolled over last week uh, yeah. and then came all the way back to force overtime. And then lost again. Short. Yeah. I was going to ask Jordan who the who's had this week, but we'll let him tell us mm. in Pickville. Take us to Pickville, Jordan. Are we in Pickville already? Is that I, I think I think we are. Unless board? unless you guys have any other any other uh, games you want to bubble up. I even I hopped into the notes early and was like, oh, let me see if I can find some like a uh, cool quirky thing like ECU App State's the closest thing. But there was one that I almost put on it. here to talk about. Uh, Georgia Tech's playing Ole Miss. Interesting. Yeah. Syracuse is playing oh, the, oh, TCU, the, Houston, Syracuse, Purdue. Oh, the backyard brawl. The backyard brawls this week. I forget. Yeah. Right, so there's there's some others. Um, the the one but... that caught my eye, that's going to end up in a lot of my teasers this weekend. <laughs> uh, North Carolina hosting Minnesota. Mm. The Tar Heels are favored by seven and a half. Okay, you tease that down to just a straight clean half point. Ooh. Ooh. Gives me gives me the jitters. <laughs> okay, uh, Minnesota did not look good in their week one win. They looked very slow. BYU um, at Arkansas is curious as well. Keaton okay. Slovis at the helm for the Mormons. Um, uh, coming the elder in, Slovis boy. Coming, coming into Arkansas. Arkansas has not looked um, great this year no. so far. Um, so 
not a not a banner year for the for the SEC. They're not really jumping off this jumping off the screen this year. We stumble um, a little bit. We haven't seen Georgia be, probably because we've all been just putting do our ears in our ears. Do and, we still think an SEC champion deserves to be in the playoff? <laughs> not well, if they've ever I lost. I think it's too soon to say. It's, because let's the, let it play out. Let's let it play out. Might have an argument for three teams by the end. I mean, of the the, at this point, we have to we have to figure that's the case. USC, Washington. And Washington State, okay. Colorado at all, and and Georgia, just the worst, the worst possible definite outcome. <laughs> we'd just be praying somehow Georgia would have to play USC in the first game. The same thing that happened last year. We'd get an awesome game, and then some poor Washington team would just get slaughtered on national TV after we talked about it for two weeks. Okay, sorry, fantasizing. Um, take us away, Jordan. Let's do it. All right, Pickville, we have arrived once again. We're going to start things off with a Friday night appetizer. This is 7 p.m. Uh, a return of one of the more salty rivalries of my childhood and adolescence uh-huh. in, in your father's ACC. Um, <laughs> this is Tony Elliott's Virginia Cavaliers traveling to College Park, Maryland, to take on the Terrapins. Um, Maryland is favored by 14 and a half. Jason, why don't you go ahead and do the honors? Yeah, give me give me the who's. I love that half point. Deeply, deeply love that half point. Um, I don't love that they're going back to, what's his name, at quarterback? Um, <laughs> not thrilled with that. But I love the who's. Hate what they're doing. <laughs> disagree with the process. <laughs> love, the, <laughs> love the numbers, though. Um, but I don't. I. It's wild to me to make Maryland more than two touchdown favorite against, favorites against anybody. Um, they. Yeah, I mean, what is Maryland? Charlotte. Yeah, what does Maryland really bring into the table other than Tua's brother? This is what I mean. Um, they struggled with Charlotte Kevin last someone. week, and Charlotte <laughs> and is not good. Um, a Josh Gaddis offense. This is this is what I'm saying. This is why I'm gonna get everybody on board here. You're welcome. Um, I realize you guys clearly had to be convinced, but um, I think this is a pretty solid Virginia team going in the right direction and uh, getting to go on the road on a Friday I don't know night. About that. And <laughs> I don't know about those two, but uh, I do think that they looked better last week than they had looked in a long time. You're right. I'll say I'll save my analysis. So, anyways, who's I'm going to take Maryland here. Um, emotional hedge. Emotional hedge guy over there, here. Sure, there's an emotional hedge <laughs> component to it. But at the same time, like, the thing I was most excited about from the JMU game, well, Mr. Anthony Calandria, is yeah. now being shelved. Um, but you didn't watch the, the Tennessee game, so you haven't seen the musket fire, you know? Right. So The rocket's red listen, glare. The bomb's bursting in air. so much. It's right there. <laughs> they call he, him black powder. free. He is free to wow and amaze me as much as he would like. I am an open mind. I am ready to be excited about another UVA quarterback. I don't want that to be the story. But um, I do have some questions about maybe locker room feelings after you watch a guy play the way Anthony Calandria did and then promptly return to the backup role. Maybe Musket brings a mobility element that Calandria doesn't necessarily have. I, I don't thought, know. I thought Calandria was moving pretty good, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I watched some of the Maryland-Charlotte game. I saw a very big running back in Terrapin Red. Um, I did not love what UVA looked like against the run against JMU. Um, they have also struggled with mobile quarterbacks in the past, not saying that Tua's brother is a go-get-100-yards-rushing guy, but um, I think he presents some challenges for, for Virginia's defense. So I am banking on a short week after an emotional loss being a detriment to the Hoos and Maryland having some home field advantage and a little bit of QB uneasiness playing against Virginia as well. So. I'll take Maryland for those reasons. Those are all pretty good reasons. Um, I just think the, the Josh Gaddis effect and 
the general like Jason, I, I think you're right. I, I, I think I, I kind of came away a little bit more impressed with UVA than I was planning on being sort of begrudgingly. Um, I still have a lot of reservations about the direction of the program specifically the man in charge. And like, I think those are only, um, uh, reinforced by maybe quarterback decision this week. Again, we're not in the room. We're not at practice. We don't know what's going on and who's pulling for who and, uh, who's pulling for who you see what I did there and, and whatnot. But, uh, I think that UVA should be able to cover a 14 and a half point spread here. I don't really think that that should be, uh, in question. So give me the who's on the road to cover 14 and a half college park all right uh next we take it to saturday oh wait, wait real quick time out time out let me go back to the who's real quick they were at their best last week i said this on the last podcast when they were sort of chasing the game a little bit and they had to push the ball down the field they I, they need to realize that and i don't know if des if that is not what they want to do i don't care if that's not what you want to do <laughs> clearly that's what you need to do to be able to i think maybe buy yourself some more space underneath um, and maybe be able to open up the run game. Like maybe Virginia needs to pass to set up the run more than we're music yeah. to my ears. Right. Like, yes. Yeah. And again, so, I mean, I, I, like I said, I just have some sort of schematic issues <laughs> with some of the things that UVA does. And I don't think that they're overly talented, which are not, that's not a great combination for winning football. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that there were some, Good things they did last week. I do think JMU secondary maybe maybe could use a little little work mm-hmm. on the jugs machine. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I think the things that worked last week, I would like to see maybe more of. I'm not saying you got to go four verts every play, um, but maybe Virginia was yeah <laughs> Virginia was their most dangerous when they were using the entire width of the field and and you know pressing guys vertically down the field and then that was opening up stuff underneath in the middle. And frankly, the wheel route was open uh, a couple times as well. So, go who's. Right. I agree. Go who's. Uh, we will take it to Saturday afternoon. Uh, as we previously mentioned, not a ton going on in that lunchtime, one o'clock slate. So, we're going to go to 3.30. South Carolina is at the University of Georgia. Ugh. As we mentioned uh in our previous episode, a homecoming of sorts for one Shane Beamer. Uh, he returns to the place that really gave him a boost in the coaching ranks. Um, <laughs> South Carolina <laughs> didn't, didn't look great. My favorite uh, ongoing it's... unnecessary story is <laughs> the homecomings for Shane. Uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, South Carolina didn't look great against North Carolina. Georgia mm-hmm. has looked great against whatever two schools got put in front of them to this point. Tennessee Martin and Ball State. Thoughts and prayers to both of those programs as they recuperate. Um, But yeah, a little bit of an SEC game to wet the whistle. Georgia, the line I saw was 27 and a half. I'm going to go ahead and take Georgia here. Um, Not overcomplicate things. I, I don't see how... South Carolina all of a sudden finds answers on the offensive line after giving up nine sacks to UNC. Uh, they now face a defense with a lot more NFL talent. Slightly better. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, Georgia might not want to or be compelled to score 45 points in this game, um, but they might be able to win this 31-3 and get me my number. So I will take the dogs. Yeah, I um, am also going to take the dogs. I don't think that I, I passed, you know, former, former Logan would have said easy path to cover city for South Carolina here. Spencer Rattler and the boys, you know, circling the wagons, getting that backdoor cover. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to speak out against that right now. I'm going to say that that's not going to happen. I like Georgia to run away and hide in this one. I don't think that South Carolina has much going on. I also don't think you want like under duress Spencer Rattler to like backdoor cover you into, you know, a cover here that's just not going to go well. Although Spencer Rattler sneaky having a good passer rating here, in case you're wondering, very weird, but um, completed five of every six passes he's thrown. Sure. But anyhow, yeah, I just, I think 
people have been sort of uh, poo-pooing Georgia a little bit because they haven't played anybody, which is fine. But um, this would be just a, a good opportunity for them to uh, to show up and be like, hey, remember us. Uh, I have not watched a play of Georgia yet this year, actually. So i um, interested to see what Carson Beck looks like at quarterback. Um, kind of hard to imagine that Georgia is like probably stepping up talent-wise at quarterback, um, but they are. And I'm always curious what Georgia's doing at receiver. I kind of feel like they could be better at receiver. Um, but anyhow, they got a lot of good tight ends though. They do have a lot of good tight ends, but, uh, yeah, I think you could pretty, even if you're just doing the, the, the bone crusher, Georgia offense, you could get to win by 28 pretty easy here. So give me yeah. the dogs. Uh, is this the, is this the last year of the three thirty game being on CBS? Yes. Uh, this the SEC game. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, right. it'll be, Big Ten, Big Ten football next year. So get excited! (laughs) (laughs) Minnesota, Oregon, a Big Ten matchup (laughs) like we've never seen. UCLA, Rutgers. Yes, yeah, can't wait. Um, I am actually going to take South Carolina. I really wish if this line was twenty eight and a half, I'd take it immediately. Um, so if you guys could just bet that up, and then I can. Um, Not unlike Phil Mickelson, there, I've been known to sway a line or two. That's, that's what I'm saying. Is what I'm yeah. saying. Um, so yeah, I think I feel like third home game in a row for Georgia, um, first road game for South Carolina has a tendency to get weird, and I think weird benefits South Carolina. I don't think Georgia has any problems winning this game, <laughs> but I think South Carolina keeps it close enough that Kirby's just annoyed and just deflates the ball for the last thirty minutes. Um. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna take South Carolina to keep it within four touchdowns. Probably right. not within two and a half touchdowns. That's yeah. Okay. Uh, we're gonna move to five p.m. Not your typical college football kickoff hour, but it is a five p.m. Eastern start. This is the Washington Huskies going on the road to Michigan State. Uh, As we have mentioned previously, Mel Tucker will not be coaching this game. There is an interim situation. I do not recall who the interim fella is. Uh, I'm sure he's a coordinator of some sort. Is is, uh, D'Antonio back? I heard D'Antonio is back in some unspecified role. Oh, I don't know. So they might just be greasing the skids for a real Barry Alvarez situation there in Mississippi State, but in Michigan State, which will certainly make everybody super happy. Also, I've been hearing a lot of Pat Narduzzi smoke. I'm, I'm sure every Pittsburgh fan would take that at this point. Please, you know. Yeah, save them a lot of it's, money. It's the classic. No, no, please, please. <laughs> the Scott Satterfield. Oh, no, no, no. It's cool. Promise. It's not you. It's me. Move on. Uh, so, yeah, we've got Washington favored by 16 here. Logan, the floor is yours. I love Washington here. Their offense is great. I think Michigan State's in disarray. Um, real quick, Jason, do you know what the score of the Georgia-South Carolina game was last year? No, I don't. Do you think South Carolina is better than they were last year, this year? It's pretty much the same team, isn't it? Minus evidently some good offensive linemen. It was 48-7 to seven last year, in case you're wondering. Georgia, I mean, that's not Georgia, Georgia won that game. No, it's not. I, I mean, I'm just... Uh, South Carolina was ranked at the time, number 23. Yep. In the house that Sandstorm built? <laughs> Darude, Darude blazing. Darude didn't die for this. <laughs> Anyhow, we have the saddest version of Darude Sandstorm <laughs> when you're down by 41. <laughs> All right, Gamecocks, let's get fired up. You like block a punt. <laughs> you like block a punt or something, you know. Just, what if they have like, a, <laughs> like an organ? Do they have like an organ version? Like the like movie trailers play all the sad, like emotional versions of the the songs, like orchestra. What if they have like an orchestral version of Sandstorm? That's what I'd do. It's just the Virginia gentleman doing an acapella. (laughs) Hey everybody, we're the Hullabaloo. We're the This is Darude Sandstorm. (laughs) We're gonna be doing some Maroon Five next. We've gotten this niche enough to. One person outside of this podcast will be laughing right now. Indeed. So thanks, Colin Smith, for listening. We appreciate that's it. That's for you, Colin. All right. Um, yeah. Anyhow, back to what I was saying. Michael Penix and the boys, I think uh, I like them to run it up. They um, they look 
they look good. The offense is clicking. Uh, they score points in droves. Um, yeah, I don't really feel like they should have a problem covering here. On the road, though. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you. So I w- I gave brief thought to, um, like a you know, locker room comes together kind of thing for Michigan State, but kind of kind of don't see it. Not like they had a ton to go on before that. They are pretty untested. Um, and Washington has a couple of pretty emphatic wins. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, give me Papa Penix and the boys. I'm going to take Michigan State here. This is not a belief in anything necessarily. I'm mainly <laughs> I'm mainly playing the contrarian side of the coin here. It's not a bad idea. That, uh, I think I think my bet here is that with Tucker out of the picture, sometimes when you insert the interim guy, like yeah. the boys love the interim guy. Barry so Alvarez. People love coach. Barry Alvarez, right? But about. like the interim guy sometimes has some really good ideas that have not made it to film yet, and that can cause for interesting situations. They're the home team. Um, I think this is Washington's first somewhat test of the season in terms of opponent. Um, you don't believe in Boise? You're not a Boise no, guy? Okay. Not particularly. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, I'll take Michigan State. Okay. But I won't be upset if Michael Penix runs the dogs all over him either. That's right. Uh, seven o'clock. We take it to the swamp. Tennessee is at Florida. Tennessee is favored by six and a half. Jason, you get the start. Yeah, I really wanted to take Florida here, um, and it wouldn't it would not shock me if they kept this close or made this weird enough to even pull off a win. I think vibes. I'm seeing multiple places talking about not feeling good about Tennessee going to the swamp, and I feel as though vibes have swung too far that direction. Mm. Um, if this line was seven and a half, I would like it more. Uh, I, Tennessee kind of looked like crap last week. Uh, They're still recovering from the who's, man. That's, that's Listen, fair. Um, something that JMU needs to watch out for against Troy. <laughs> We've often said JMU and Tennessee are pretty much the same team. So, hey, um, yeah this this feels like a game where it's uh, it's just it's gone a little too far the other way, and Tennessee is still really good. Do you think that's reflected in the line, or are you just like are you just going off of like industry? I'm the line surrounding the game. I'm the line curious. hasn't moved, right. so I, I'm I'm going with all the surroundings. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think Tennessee should be okay. Although I'm just realizing this game is at seven in the swamp, and it's <laughs> Joe Milton might throw a ball out of the swamp. <laughs> They got the new blue and orange LED lights going. It gets dark yeah. in there when there's a touchdown now. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I'm immediately second-guessing this. I'm going to stick with it, though. First first yeah. gun instinct, and I'm going to go with the balls. Yeah, I'm going to take Tennessee here. No, well, guys, um, you're going to make this weird for me. No. no go I'm with your gut, Logan. Yeah, you're Don't listen with... to us. Um, no, that's what I I'm just saying. think, like, I look back to the Utah game and – Florida looked like they did okay defensively um, against Utah's run. It was kind of the big plays that uh, sowed some some disrepair in Florida's defense. Um, but after that, they kind of got buttoned up. My issue with Tennessee is I think they can run the ball well. Even if Florida does stop that, I think Joe Milton presents a whole different can of worms in terms of challenges for a defense if the run game is not able to be leaned on. Um, I just think he has very special arm talent, and that's something Florida hasn't seen yet this year. So I'll take Flor- uh, I'll take Tennessee, sorry, to win by a touch. Yeah, I was looking at the box score from last year. Anthony Richardson threw for 453 yards in this game last year. That's low, it though. It got pointsy. It did get pointsy. Um, I, unfortunately, am... I, there's a plenty of reasons to talk yourself into Florida here. Like kind of, I like think Jason was alluding to um, at home at night, 
the spread seems to be in that sort of zone where it's like Vegas maybe is like, eh, Florida could win. You know, I don't think it's it's crazy. Um, I just I have some some trust issues with the Gators right now. I don't think um, they can be trusted with uh, with the situation. I think Tennessee has um, not looked great this year. Uh, I don't necessarily think that Milton has been awesome, which I don't know is like a huge surprise. Um, again, I think we've made the point here on this podcast before he did get beat up by Hendon hooker, uh, for the job, like repeatedly. Right. And I think he does throw the ball a mile. His yards per attempt is down like pretty low this year. I think they're less than Graham Mertz's, which is interesting. Um, they've been struggling to hit the big Tennessee plays. So these are all reasons that I think you could say, I mean, I think, I think Florida could and should be in this game. Um, however, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know that I believe in big game Billy. The defense still seems, Jordan, to your point, to be down to maybe give up a big play here or there. Tennessee certainly is going to try to test that. Um, Tennessee runs the ball pretty good. Tennessee rushes the quarterback really well. Mertz is not a great, um, especially if it gets pointsy. Florida's going to throw the ball a lot, and I would hate to see Mertz sort of under siege back there. Tennessee's got a high sack rate. So for these reasons, I'm also going to take the balls. Um Maybe a little bit of emotional hedge here. Certainly, I'll own that. Uh, but I also, um, I also kind of just want to see Florida like prove it. This is a big. This is a big game for Billy Napier. I think yeah. um, this could be like a silence the the doubters. You know, trust the process. You know, galvanizing win for him. Um, and I think that would be awesome. This is probably Florida's best shot at winning a rivalry ish game this year. So. They should jump. I think it's a better shot than Kentucky. I don't think Kentucky's a rival. I love that. But I, I, I just remember there being a streak, and that. Oh that yeah, there was there was certainly a, a streak. But I guess I'm just saying, like, of your Tennessee, Georgia, Florida State, Florida State you, okay. you, yeah. those are sort of the three that like the fan base holds in higher regard than the others. Maybe LSU, um, bubbling up there too. But I, I think it's just really good to get that soundbite of use definitively saying i don't consider them <laughs> well i don't i mean i hate mark stoops or whatever his name is bobby stoops whatever who is it is it mark it is mark, mark. um yeah. you know i'm excited bobby for him stoops is out here He's... shilling tequila at random Oklahoma <laughs> that's right that's is. right mark stoops is gonna look great in dark green coaching michigan state next year really excited um for his return to the midwest uh after this season but uh but yeah i will um I'll begrudgingly take Tennessee. I, I think this this should be the game of the weekend, right? I, I think this uh, has the potential for it. Um, but I think there's a lot of questions for both teams, so it'll be kind of cool to see what checks out. Agreed. Yep. Our final game of Saturday comes at 10 p.m. Eastern. We are once again featuring Boulder, Colorado, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We've got the Colorado State Rams taking on the Colorado Buffaloes. This is basically like a rivalry weekend game in mid-September. So goody for us. Um, Got to imagine the atmosphere here is once again going to be incredible. Colorado the dankest. Is, is favored. There you go. Favored by 23 at home. I'll go ahead and turn turn my tide i have picked against <laughs> yeah. colorado the first two weeks it wasn't because of lack of belief last week um but as i said in sunday's episode i'm ready to make bad decisions with colorado in my sights so i'm going to take the buffs to cover 23 um i'm i'm excited that this game will kind of be it's in its own time slot i don't think it's got a ton of competition for views uh, Saturday night, so maybe I'll sneak away from from the after party Saturday night, or just stream it on my phone at whatever uh, ridiculous nightclub is that we're at. Hopefully, hopefully your uh, your your pants and jacket combo get you into the nightclub. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. TBD. Hopefully, my my phone still streams in the service elevator. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love Colorado here. Why not? I mean, Colorado State sucks, first of all. It's a home game for yes. Colorado. I think it's going to be just absolutely bonkers. Um, and Colorado plays the style of football that that is in for a bonkers atmosphere. 
I got to like hand it. You do got to hand it to Dion um, has had the team absolutely ready to play two straight straight weeks. I don't foresee that being any different here. Um, I believe freaking game days in town. uh, A big noon Saturday is there for the third straight week. I think Um, it's like urban Meyer is just chilling in Boulder at this point. Also said, did you guys see that clip urban Meyer? Just, just horn dogging on the side of just the. Dogging you got clip, yeah. you, uh, you sent it. I, I apologize. Yeah, that's yeah. my bad. It was awesome. Um, thank was you for sending it. Delightful. Never not, never not <laughs> dirt balling. Could not While we're on the problem. topic of that dirt ball, uh, he's got the weird like sunglasses that are transition lenses. Yeah, the auto tune looks like he's, a villain from yeah. the uh, <laughs> from like an eighties Bond movie. Yeah. The auto tunes; those are terrible. There was a, a a soccer ref. Jordan, were you on the team in, in the cube, the Vancouver Whitecaps team that um <laughs> that, that we we had to deal with a Brody, the soccer ref that had the auto tune lenses on. I remember fan of, super fan of the podcast, Colin Smith, like loudly complaining about like getting uh, <laughs> getting the business from a ref in the auto tune lenses. <laughs> he, he kept calling them auto tunes. It was great. Poor Brody. He was he was a nice guy, but he he really he meant he well. He meant well. Yeah, absolutely. Um no, I, I I bringing it back to this game though, I think uh first take is gonna be broadcasting <laughs> from Boulder. Well, a couple Stephen times A was week. on the sideline for the uh Nebraska game. He and Shannon Sharp. Right? The best to ever do it, Stephen A. So um yeah, I mean I, I but with the eyes of the country, I think some of this too could be um, maybe they want to try to get it in while it's still a good ticket, you know? Um, sure. and, and it's, but I mean, hey, I, I saw that the Colorado game like almost did like the same numbers as Alabama, Texas, and Alabama, Texas did a huge number last weekend. So yeah. um, it's pretty crazy that like Jeff Sims, Nebraska team um, against Colorado did like the same number. So something is like clearly clicking there. Um, do we want to entertain just real quick? The, how long is Deion Sanders the coach at Colorado? That's a great question. If I set the over under at one and a half seasons beyond this season. Okay, so we're saying effectively does does he, does coach he make it to the start of twenty five season? Yes. That's the question yes. we're being asked. Yes. I say no. If they go like eight and four and make a bowl game, I definitely say no. I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I mean, could could they do that? It it's seems a like really hard bet right now. If they, yeah, if they win eight games this year, definitely not because somebody else. Because somebody, I forget who tweeted it, but somebody was like, "We're about to see a bunch of dumb ads try to do the same thing with people who aren't Dion." Like Ed Reed like, is just going to be like Dion is a singular person and like connects so many different dots impossibly and nobody else can do that. Michigan, Michigan also a way better quarterback yeah. than I think a lot of people. He was a three, yeah included. he was a three star recruit so it's like yeah, it's not player. like he was like not uh, like highly recruited probably, right. um, but I mean yeah definitely way better than you would. Dion also got a pretty solid head coach to come be his offensive coordinator. Like there's a whole bunch no, of no, things but that's there. what I'm saying. Like Dion, like clearly, like he has made great yeah. decisions that like are required for the position that he's in. Aside from just kind of being uh, Dion, right? Like I mean, yeah. he's from a managerial standpoint, he's made pretty good hires. He might, and, he might just straight up get this. Like he might just. So do this. let's say Nick Saban retires in the next two years. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is there an avenue in which no. Dion and Shadur Sanders make their way to it's Tuscaloosa? No Who's going to be Alabama's coach? It's not going to be Dabo anymore. That dude's Sark tripping all over himself. Oh, <laughs> that would be funny. Lane Kiffin? No, yeah, let's go. No, they wouldn't do that out of just pride. You know, you know, Saban would stay around as some sort of like. Steve Spurrier esque like liaison to the program or something, might. just lurking around. All right. Well, I'm just you know again not telling you how to think. Just asking me if you'd like to. It's a fair question. A question. Jason, would you like to pick this game? After all of this, I'm I'm actually going to take Colorado State here. Oh, I love that. Um, it, Hater. it might Hater be. Thinks. It's going to look either brilliant or incredibly stupid, and nothing in between. Um, it's Twenty-seven to three at the end of the first yeah. quarter. Entirely <laughs> possible. <because laughs> yeah. there's, there's just so much going on there right now. 
Yeah. And I feel like at some point it's got to take a toll. Uh, but maybe it's not. Maybe he's brought together the perfect roster because it hasn't yet. Like, hell if I know. Yeah, I, I thought about picking against him every week until I was right just so I could take my singular victory lap the one <laughs> yeah. time. But, oh, I mean... oh, believe me, I will be. <laughs> they're going to lose. Colorado's so, going to lose this game like 49 to 4. And Let's look at – can we look at Colorado's schedule real quick? Before um, you do that, I think the problem with betting against Colorado now as a large favorite or a, even like a 9-10 point favorite against some better teams – Dion understands the importance of style points and like getting a win yes. really across the finish line. So I I am more inclined now to bet Colorado, uh, regardless of the line, because of the style points factor. It's gonna get rugged for Colorado here in the next couple weeks, also. Side note. They play Oregon next week. The following week they have USC at home. Um they get Jaden Rashada and and Arizona State on the road. Stanford, yeah. Then UCLA, a good Oregon State team. Arizona that has a chaos quarterback. The Arizona Colorado game could sneaky be like very very fun. Um, 11-11, Put a pin in that one, Jordan. Uh, then they got Washington State, Utah. So it's not they don't have an easy like I would say end of the season. I mean, there's three games right. in, but um, I'm really intrigued by that Oregon game to see what Dan Lanning cooks up yeah and 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 freaking bo Nix out here he's like number nine on the big board now are they some nfl oregon team or home is, against oregon? it is at oregon okay so they get home bo Nix. they get home bo Nix. 3 30 p.m eastern on abc oh a lunchtime kick it's lunchtime worth, kick out there right he, so here's the question it's worth pointing out because i checked on this the over under for colorado wins is still six and a half Ooh. Ooh. They've already got two in the barn. Yeah. Oh, under. <laughs> Come on. Who are they beating? Stanford. They got to win five five more games? Yeah, for yeah. that to cash. So let's say they beat, they win this weekend. Like, what games yep. are you calling wins? This weekend and Stanford? Stanford? Washington, did you say Washington State? They play Washington State, who is ranked, and it's on the road at, in the, at the Palouse. Yeah. Ooh. They got Arizona State on the road. They have to go at Washington State at Utah to end the year. Gosh. <laughs> that Utah game could be just a bloodbath. But, I mean, I don't know. They also could be like 11-0 and like fighting for their playoff life in like a very weird situation. I kind of like the – I like the under still at six and a half. I don't know if there's any value there, but, I mean, that's – Yeah, like, I think if I had to pick it, it would be the under, but I don't, I don't remember the – well, the plus the plus odds are on the under, right? I believe that's correct, but let me check. I mean, that's like I don't think that they should beat UCLA. I don't think they should beat Utah or Oregon or USC. So that factors out four games. So that means they have to win Colorado State, Arizona State, Oregon State, Arizona. The under the Washington under State. so six and under is plus one forty five. Oh, I like a little sprinkle. I, I think that's a little. I think that's <laughs> that might be our pick. That's one. That might be the one, Jason. <laughs> you just after we spoke so lovingly about Nick Saban, future <laughs> Alabama head coach, Nick Saban. Jesus, please listen to me. I mean, Deion also Sabers. technically true. He is going to be the future Alabama head coach. Deion Saban. I would be Saban. more tempted to put that free wager on, say, North Carolina to cover seven and a half this weekend. Take those winnings. And roll it into Colorado under six and a half after they've picked up their third win. Ooh, yeah. wow! See, that's that's seeing the board clearly. But we can discuss offline. We can sidebar this conversation. We'll sidebar this. Excellent. This is a productive Anyways. conversation. See, look, we we you know, sometimes you got to make chicken chicken salad. You know what I'm saying? We knew we'd get there in the end. Absolutely. Uh, all right, guys. Well, Jordan, big weekend for you and the fam. I hope that Merle does not get kicked out of the, uh, the the hotel lobby also for, you know, for wearing his light blue jeans. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll be waiting with eyes wide open. I might uh, try to get some golf in this weekend, boys. Ooh. Nice. God knows it's probably going to rain, you know, because it's been two months, but, you know. Well, you need it. So, I'll sure. say that uh, next week in Harrisonburg, the highs every day are between, like, 
72 and 82. Gotcha. Oh, bless, bless the Lord. Very good then. We'll wrap it up here. We'll see you guys this weekend to make our apologies and uh, you know, take in the week that was. So um, thanks for joining us on the Wheel Route Podcast. We are on Instagram at Wheel Route Podcast. You can send us emails, wheelroutepodcast.com. You can go to thewheelroute.com. That's the website. You can stream the show there. You can see the picks tracker there. Um, and uh, yeah, otherwise, get the show from your favorite podcast acquisition service. Until we meet again, we love you guys. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes. Go Dukes.